0: Hey there, Pottawatomie County. You're listening to the countywide and sun news and fun. This is our first ever Monday episode, and our news segment is going to be a little different this week. Rather than give you a news recap, we'll be doing a news preview. We hope this new format will give you a look ahead at the local news of the week and encourage public participation in local governance. Plus, it will make the news segment a little shorter, which leaves us with more time for this week's fun as always we'd love your feedback feel free to shoot an email to alex at com. if you like the show follow us on twitter and like us on facebook where we post links to our new episodes each week thanks for tuning in and enjoy the show Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Countywide and Sun News and Fun. I'm your host, Alex Sloan, reporter at the Countywide and Sun. This week, we'll speak to Cammie Ingalls, owner of Theopolis Social Club in Shawnee. She'll take us through some highlights of the establishment, and we'll fill you in on all their upcoming events. Then, we'll head out to Bad Baxter Farms near Tribby, there we'll speak to Blaise Baxter about her upcoming meat processing classes and how you can get signed up for the next one. But first, it's time for our first ever news preview. This week's meeting of the Pottawatomie County Board of Commissioners looks to be a busy one. According to the agenda published in advance of the meeting, this week's meeting will include approval of the 2020 to 2021 budget. Additionally, Asher Public Schools is requesting permission to go out on a bid for a school bus. The county commissioners will also consider a contract with VIVE Broadband for internet and telephone service, as well as considering potential approval for job descriptions for IT manager and human resources administrator. The county commissioners meet on Mondays at 10 a.m. at 14101 Acme Road. Later on Monday. The Shawnee City Commissioners will consider a number of expenditures, including purchasing annual de-icing materials, a security system, and a 2021 Chevrolet truck. The security system purchase is being considered for Shawnee Twin Lakes at a cost of $25,870. The 2021 Chevrolet 3500 Crew Cab Truck, under consideration for purchase, would be for the Parks Department at a cost of $44,047. The Shawnee City Commission will meet Monday at 6 p.m. in the Commission Chamber at City Hall. City Hall is located at 16 West Ninth Street in Shawnee. Feel free to tune into these meetings online or in person. If you can't make it, be sure to check out this week's edition of the County Wide & to read all about it. Or visit our website at www.countywidenews.com. And now, with the news preview out of the way, it's time for some fun. This week, we're focusing on food, where to eat it and how it got there. First, we'll head over to Theopolis Social Club, where I had the pleasure of speaking to Cammie Ingalls, who owns the establishment.
1: I am Cammie Ingalls and I'm the owner of Theopolis Social Club.
0: There are a lot of things that make Theopolis special, but the one that struck me was Engel's focus on keeping things local.
1: I think what makes us special is that we uh, really focus on um, building up the local economy and the local community as much as possible. So like we partner with local farmers and suppliers. We use, um, we source from Shawnee Milling Company, which. If I could carry it, I could walk down there and get our flour and stuff like that from them. Um, And then we uh, use like Crow's Market fresh produce and we sell Oklahoma beer. We only have Oklahoma beer and that's for, to keep as much money as possible in the uh, local economy.
0: With the exception of a single Mexican beer, Theopolis carries all Oklahoma beer options.
1: With the exception, we we carry one Mexican beer because I felt like, I mean, if you're gonna have a Mexican beer, it should be a Mexican beer. Right. (laughs) But yeah, the rest of the beers are Oklahomans, so we have. um, I'm really proud of that because I think Oklahoma has incredible breweries now, and that wouldn't would not have been possible like 10 years ago to have only Oklahoma beers in a restaurant, probably. Oh yeah. And not you know not be limited but we have such great craft beers now.
0: Ingle said that through the COVID-19 pandemic, she's been doing everything she can to assure diners can enjoy their meals as safely as possible. Theo's backyard, the outdoor portion of the venue, has been a big part of these efforts.
1: So we have a side patio that we've had since we opened and it's covered and then the backyard, so we call the venue element now Theo's backyard and we built a stage out there when we were shut down during COVID and uh, tried to just focus on outdoor dining. And the live music was something that I always want, intended to do. Um, but when we were shut down, I kind of took a risk investing more money outside when things were a little tight. Right. <laughs> so, but my idea was if we have this outdoor space and the weather is nice maybe people will feel comfortable dining out and we could do that in a safe way as safe as possible so the outdoor space has really been uh, like a saving grace for us because we've had we have live music but then when people are here they uh, you know sit at their tables and they're served so people aren't like congregating around in one big area and uh the servers are all wearing masks, and uh, you know we kind of limit the amount of people that can be out there. But it's a, it's been a really big uh, hit with the community.
0: The outdoor venue doesn't just serve as an additional seating space, but also hosts a variety of musicians throughout the week.
1: My background is really in, um, is really in music and the arts, and so I have a lot of great friends that are like amazing musicians, and so. Uh, I just sort of put the word out to my, my friends. I knew that I wanted to have here to get started and booked us up. Uh, so now when people come, I think they're starting, we're starting to have the reputation of like, we might not know the band that's playing there, but we know it's going to
0: be good. On Wednesday, when this was recorded, Ingles was setting up for a wine tasting event later that night. She said wine tastings were more regular in the days before COVID-19, and she hopes to make them a more frequent event again soon.
1: Sommelier Clayton Bar uh, does, like picks out our wines, and so most a lot of restaurants that would be like our size or level wouldn't have access to that. But I knew Clayton from the music scene, and uh, he was such a great friend. So he's been really, really helpful at like getting us set up. So he's our wine rep, but like tonight, he's coming and doing a wine tasting uh, with Spanish wines and Edgar Cruz is gonna play the guitars. So that's like a that's an event that you would see that would be a good event in Tulsa or Oklahoma City that we're trying to do here.
0: The event schedule varies, but Ingalls gave us a rough outline of what to look out for.
1: On Tuesdays, we're, do, we're closed on Monday and that's the only day that we're closed. Tuesdays we're doing open mic night, which oftentimes consists of me just like trying to sing harmony with everyone. (laughs) We're trying to get the word out so people that write songs that want to perform will come. So Tuesday's open mic night. Wednesday we do wine specials, and like tonight we've got the wine um, tasting. Before COVID I did Wine tasting. I personally did wine tastings every Wednesday, but I felt like it was hard to do that So we'll ease back into things like that. So Tuesday open mic night Wednesday is usually about wine we Don't have anything specific on Thursday, but Sometimes we might throw a band in there Friday and Saturday. We have music like depending on kind of the football schedule so which has been really hard to plan around, and we have TV. So, like, if there's if there's a football game or you know a playoff NBA game or something, we show it. And on Sunday, we always have live jazz. And we have incredible jazz musicians that come, um, and so we do. You can eat in, indoors, outdoors for brunch, but outside we have a great jazz jazz group that plays on Sunday.
0: I asked Ingles if she had a favorite meal to recommend to folks trying out the venue for the first time, which is how I found out about the restaurant's rotating menu.
1: I know this is kind of a cop out, but I like everything because it's like <laughs> we have a small menu, so it'll, and it changes. So the menu ro- rotates oh, that's really cool. um, to reflect what's in season. Right now, I really like the puttanesca, which is a kind of a spicier marinara type. Not marinara, but the spicier red sauce, and it has olives and um, hand-cut noodles. So I'm a big uh, fresh pasta fan, and the chef does a really good job with that. So that's high on my, li- my list right now. And we've any dish that has mushrooms, we we source the mushrooms locally. There's a mushroom grower in Shawnee that make that that grows um, like incredibly rare, unique mushrooms, so oftentimes we'll have a, a fish dish of some sort that has those amazing sautéed mushrooms.
0: Even if you aren't to the point in your COVID-19 experience where you feel like dining in, Theopolis has a variety of options for take-home dining.
1: We've had a lot of people here that have said we're the only place that they felt comfortable eating out. And I, it really is largely because we have such large outdoor dining area, and um, but we also, um, we're on ShawneeDelivery.com, that app, and you can also order curbside delivery through our website.
0: Now, I know what you're thinking. If I get delivery, I can't try that local beer selection that I was so excited about, right? Well, turns out you can.
1: We actually can do beer and wine, really? so a lot of people don't know that. But during the pandemic, the law changed to allow restaurants to sell unopened wine and beer. We can't sell um, liquor, like bottles of liquor, okay. but you could you could buy 10 bottles of wine from me and take it with you if you want.
0: So, no matter where you prefer to do your dining these days, check out Theopolis in Shawnee. We'll post their upcoming event schedule on our Facebook page, and put a link to their site in the episode description. Now that we've taken care of our appetites, it's time to head out to Bad Baxter Farms outside of Wannett. I was met at the gate by Blaze Baxter and her several friendly pups. Baxter lives on her farm, surrounded by goats, sheep, pigs, cattle, and a variety of poultry. Oh, there's the, there's the turkeys you are talking about. Yeah,
2: those are my bourbon reds. We try and free-range everything as much as possible. Um, but I have all my chickens locked up because with that rain we had, I actually spread cover crops everywhere, so I'm trying to not let them eat all the seed before it starts sprouting. <laughs> right.
0: Before we sat down to talk, she showed me around the farm. And I met the wide variety of poultry that call Bad Baxter Farms home. I, I gotta, so, so I see ducks over there?
2: Yes, the ducks are awesome. We don't even feed them, they just do their own thing. But what's funny is, is we actually have a pond on the other side of that hill. Yeah. But they prefer the swimming pool.
0: <laughs> the, the, the ducks are all in a little kiddie pool. Baxter offers a variety of classes, all focused on teaching people how to live a more sustainable, healthy life. One of the ways she does that is by teaching people how to process animals that they've raised themselves. Eventually, she plans to have all of her classes on the farm, but for now, the location varies from class to class.
2: We actually just got money donated to us to do an outdoor kitchen so we can get our classes moved back out here permanently because a lot of the classes, other than the butchering classes, I've been trying to do at like local nurseries and stuff just because we're such a mess right now, but um, all that lumber was actually donated from, I can't remember the name of the group, but it was an ethical animal group that donated the money for us to build our outdoor kitchen, which we're going to put between the house and the garden, and then we'll start doing all of our classes out here again.
0: Her next class, a poultry processing class, is already filled up, but she has openings in her upcoming pork and hunters classes.
2: That's actually my hangstand for our butcher classes right there, and really we just kind of set everything up right here. November is a really good time of year to do butchering classes because it's a lot cooler, right? So we'll just get the fire pit going and make it a big kind of party. And um, the the pig class is actually two days and it's probably my favorite one to do because the second day is all about preserving the entire animal, curing, doing your bacons and your hams and your sausage and stuff like that. But um, the best one to get started in is our rabbit and chicken class. We have a lot more females join that class because I think it's a little less intimidating but
0: um, right (laughs) the
2: pig one to me is the funnest because it's a lot more bang for your buck and I'd rather do a pig than 50 chickens right
0: (laughs) a big motivation behind bad Baxter farms is sustainability Baxter said her classes will enable folks to use every part of an animal
2: if you send a pig to slaughterhouses, they're going to skin it just because it's faster. We try um, to show you that you can use the intestines for sausage, you use the hocks for soups and stews and bone broths, and um, anything that is left over, we do feed to our chickens. And then on chicken processing day, whatever is left over, we feed to our pigs. So everything gets utilized. Um, even the blood, we actually water it down and use it to feed our trees, our fruit trees. Um, everything gets used more pretty proud of that but yeah we try to show them show everybody how to scald and scrape so that way you can get your pork rinds and everything that you wouldn't get back from a butcher but then also I feel like learning to do it yourself causes a lot less stress on the animal too because they never leave your farm so right one bad day and they're not stressed out from the loading and unloading at a butcher
0: let's go ahead and get this out of the way these classes fill up fast so if this sounds like something you're interested in Follow the links in the episode description to get signed up for a class now. She said her classes aren't just about how to fully process and clean an animal but how to do so ethically.
2: We don't just butcher an animal we really talk people through the ethical part of it and really focus on the fact that if you found it easy there'd be something wrong with the situation and I find it a lot more tough to go into a grocery store and buy a piece of meat that you don't know how well well it was treated. So we just really talk about the balance and the circle of life and stuff like that, not just let's cut up a piece of meat.
0: Her knowledge goes beyond just processing and she's quick to offer information to people who want to start a small backyard flock or even a full-on homestead.
2: It's a lot of work and I always tell people to take baby steps. Don't add too much too fast. Um, because I I think if you love it and you enjoy it, it's easy to just go 100% in and it's it's hard to step back once you go forward.
0: She also offers a variety of classes on other aspects of farm life.
2: Try and just teach classes to show people what we've learned and they have to find their own balance and what works for them. But um, we do do some like canning classes, slow food classes like what condiments you should be making at home instead of purchasing at the store my favorite class other than the pig butchering class is probably fodder and food foresting because we try and show people that they can get away from the corn and soy feeds which will end up with a better end product a healthier end product for them and their livestock will be healthier and stronger for it too so that's probably my most popular class after the butchering season's over
0: And if you're less interested in the production side of things and more interested in the consumer aspect, Baxter's daughter Aspen has her own business sustained by the farm. Aspen and Blaze collaborate on a cheese class, which at the time of the recording still had a few openings.
2: That one with my daughter. So that one's kind of fun for both of us because she's not into the butchering. So There's a few that her and I do teach together and it's kind of nice because she um, works with special needs students so we don't get to spend a ton of time together.
0: Aspen wasn't able to join us for this interview, but we'll link to her page, Aspen Sage Naturals, as well as Bad Baxter Farms in our episode description. Before we let you go, we're adding one last segment to our weekly show. At the end of the show every week, I'm going to give you a quick rundown of events and activities upcoming. Just because we didn't have time to get to these events in our regular segments doesn't mean that we don't think you should know about them. So, on Saturday, October 10th, a Grateful Dog Adoption event will be held at the Lowe's in Shawnee. The event will last from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m., and Lost Paws will be doing microchips for $10. This Friday, October 9th, Sunshine Shelley's Haunted Corn Maze will be opening at 7 p.m. Admission starts at $12. Finally, on October 8th, it's time for Truck Thursday. This week's offerings will feature Pops Smokin' Barbecue. The trucks open up at 11 a.m. at First United Bank in Shawnee, so don't miss out. That's all the time we have this week, but be sure to tune in next week for more. In the meantime, follow us on Facebook and Twitter, where we regularly post links to our episodes. And as always, visit our website at www.countywidenews.com to get caught up on all your local news.